got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here and welcome back to Coffee and Crypto Live. Guys, we go live 9.30 Eastern every single weekday and today we got a lot to talk about. CPI data dropped exactly one hour ago, 60 minutes ago. CPI data dropped 7.5%. If you follow me on Twitter, then you will know what the actual equation for calculating annual inflation is. You take the government CPI number and you multiply it by three. And if you do that, then we're roughly looking at 22.5% annualized inflation on the US dollar. The government says 75 but can you really trust the government to report and tattletale on itself? I think not. After that news launched, within the span of one minute, just 60 seconds, Bitcoin dropped $600, and it's actually down about $1,000 right now from where it was right before that CPI data launched. Yesterday, we had quite a bit of good news. We were very excited about the Russian news that Tim reported on with you yesterday. Today, there is some negative news, but even in just the last minute, Bitcoin is pumping, and we're going to be talking about all of that and more. So we're going to be talking about CPI data, then we're going to be talking about how BlackRock is expected to offer crypto trading. That's a big deal. They have trillions of dollars in assets under management. And then we're going to be jumping into some Bitcoin technical analysis and more. we got a great show lined up for you today. I cannot wait. But before we jump into it, I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by our very own Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. That's the academy where we've helped over 5,000 students learn how to trade and invest profitably in cryptocurrency by learning technical analysis, which you're going to see a lot of technical analysis in today's show. I am joined, as always, by my illustrious co-host. Uh, sorry, uh, actually, it's Kelly this time. How you doing, Kelly? I'm doing quite well. I slept in very, very good last night. I've been playing with a new toy uh, with some on-chain stuff. Uh, it's going to take a little bit of time to really get that stuff really tuned in, but I got some really creative stuff and uh, really good stuff I'm going to be bringing to the channel with that. And uh, I'm just Ooh. excited. I'm happy we get to be here every day with all of you wonderful uh, viewers and listeners. And uh, I just hope that we can help calm your nerves and uh, give you the data that you need so you can learn how to make those decisions. Heck yeah, man. Well, I'm really looking forward to today's show. Where's Tim? D Kelly, he's in Maine. Tim uh, is, yeah, he should be headed down to Tampa now to then hop on a plane and go do a little bit of family. Sometimes we need time away. We can't be in crypto yeah. 100% of the time, all the time. You do need to take a break here and there. That's you right. got to remember, uh, cryptocurrency, financial sovereignty isn't just about making money. It's about creating money so that you uh, can also have the time to spend it with those that you want to, right? Mm, so let's, let's do it. I love that, man. Absolutely. Tim kept saying like, no, if I'm needed in a meeting or if I need to zoom into uh, coffee and crypto. If I need to do all this stuff, then I'll just do that. I know I'm on vacation. I know I'm snowboarding, but I'm more than happy to do that. I'm like, Tim, you're not on vacation in like 27 years. Take a break, dude. Just calm down. He's probably watching right now and saying, oh yeah, Jeb, well, I'm going to be in this meeting and that meeting. Tim, if you're watching this, enjoy your time with your family, dude. We love you. Thank you so very much for how hard of a worker you are. We're so very thankful for Tim. I'm so very thankful for him filling in for me yesterday. And I'm also so very thankful for Smay. How you doing, Smay? Oh, uh Oh, hello. Uh, uh, See what I did there? Anyways, uh, guys, I would like to take this opportunity to say I didn't actually sleep as well as Kelly, and I'm a little bit jealous. I'm a little bit tired. Um, but I got, to go to, uh, I got to go to a gathering last night, and it was amazing. I was, had a lot of great, great community, and I had a great time. But what I would like to do is take this opportunity to take all those good feelings I felt, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to 
cast them upon you uh, by reading some uh, beautiful names here in the chat. I want to breed. Uh, I want to breed. I want to read uh, the name. Uh, this guy, he said he didn't read his name last time, so I want to make sure I read his name this time. The Bitcoinologist. Thank you. I love you so much. We got Win Peoples, Mike Markle, Crypto Alchemist, Ricardo Vinegas, Grand Rooping Incorporated. Uh, let's see Incorporated. who else. Incorporated. Let's see who else we got here. Here we. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I mean, we got Crypto Set Guy. We got Matt Z. We got all the usual suspects. Elliot Locke. I love. Love you guys, TZ. Oh, got TZ, oh. Cryptosaurus Rex. We got Cryptosaurus, Cryptosaurus Rex. Rex. You guys, we got win people. Man, we got you. so many amazing fans in chat. And by the way, shout out to. Let me see here. Let's sh let's see. Shout out to uh, the Bitcoinologist said CT2A is great. Yes. Uh, Ricardo Vinegas said CT2A for the win for sure. Boom. And then we also had Crypto Alchemist say CT2A for the win. Guys, Boom. those are some very excited members of the academy. If you have not signed up for the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy yet, you should. The links in the description box down below. We've been teaching people how to do technical analysis for almost four years now and we would love to teach you so that you can go and find that financial sovereignty that i know you're looking for but let's go ahead and jump on to coin market cap and we're going to take a look at these prices guys Bitcoin is down over the last couple of minutes. If we look at the chart, you can see, just like we said in the thumbnail, guys, because we don't clickbait, we just get your attention. We are down 607% in one minute. $607, dollars. $607, <laughs> right, not 607 minutes. We're down 607 minutes in percent in one minute. Yes, totally. We're down $1,200 in six minutes. $1,200 in six minutes is quite a lot, but you can see Bitcoin actually bottomed out down here around 43,000. It's actually bouncing and rallying. It's up $500 from the local low that it set at 9.05 this morning. So the question that we're going to be discussing today is, is this drop a buy, uh, sell the news kind of event and we're just going to rally and forget about this tomorrow like we often do? Or is this actually the beginning of a new downtrend? Because if you look at the daily chart, this is actually the first time in four days that we're even, you know, playing with the idea of a red candlestick. We're going to talk about all of that. But the thing I want you to keep in mind is that Bitcoin is up 20% over the last seven days. Ethereum is up 20% over the last seven days. So while yes, down here on the minute chart, which quite frankly, means uh, about zero. It is down 3% over the last seven days, which is the real macro trend you want to be looking at. It's up 20%. Binance coin up 15% in those last seven days. XRP up 40%, rallying up to a dollar right now. Avalanche up to 31%, surpassed Polkadot and jumped into the top 10. Polkadot up 15%. Matic up 26%. Sheeb up 52%. Crypto.com 27, 28%. There are a lot of big gainers in the crypto space right now. Gala up 84%. Holy cow, I didn't see that this morning. That's insane. Kadena up 65%. We got some great big gainers right now, guys. Maker is the only cryptocurrency that is down that is not a stable coin. So the cryptocurrency markets as a whole are doing very well. And also, one thing I want to mention is that we're teetering right now on resistance at $2 trillion market capitalization. You've probably seen that. Every time you type in coin market cap on your, on your, you know, your mobile device, it shows you what the market capitalization is in the description of the website. Website, and you probably looked at that and said, oh, wow, we're bouncing around $2 trillion. Well, we are. The, the all-time high for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is $3 trillion. So total market cap-wise, we're only down 33%, even though some of the cryptocurrencies are down more. And that's not a bad thing, guys. That actually indicates that Bitcoin is testing $2 trillion. It has been for a week or so. Once it breaks that psychological resistance, it's going to be a phenomenal thing. We're really looking forward to seeing Bitcoin break that and rally. And I do think the market conditions are there. We're going to be talking about my four uh, reasons 
reasons to uh, my four confirmations of if Bitcoin is going to go into a big rally. We're going to be covering all of that in a minute, so stay tuned. But really quickly, I want to throw it to Kelly for some headlines. Kelly, what are we looking at in the news today? I'll bring it right up, but before I do that, I do want to let you all know we, uh, we, we're running on a slightly different uh, action plan today with me being in the seat, so I will be trying my best to make sure that I can uh, go, go ahead and save all your Super Chats so we can make sure to bring them up uh, accordingly. So with that being said, thank, thank you for your patience. And uh, with that being said, uh, of course, today, this morning at 830, uh, we got the CPI, which is somebody asked in chat earlier, CPI is the consumer price index. It's essentially a reflection, uh, a very, uh, there's lack, no better term for it, but bastardized reflection of what the government thinks uh, they want to share what the inflation numbers are. Uh, Jeb shared a, a very beautiful tweet on his thing today, uh, on his Twitter earlier today, that they actually showed the number and said, if you want to know the inflation, multiply that times three, and that's probably more likely what the inflation is. But that report, uh, which was estimated from the Dow Jones to be, they were predicting it was going to be around 7.2 again, uh, like it was last month. Uh, but it came out today, 8.30, and as you can see here, a 7.5% over the past year, uh, even more than expected in the highest since 1982. And as soon as that happened, the price dropped, and this is a, a, an article here on Crypto Potato, but we don't even need the article because we can see it on the chart. As second happened, you saw a massive red candle uh, on any time frame you're looking at, you know, from the, you know, daily uh, four hour, one hour, 15, 15 minute may look like it was a absolute dump. But at the end of the day, this is when we have these big news stories, especially everybody in the market that is really uh, worth their salt, uh, worth, you know, really understanding what's going on in the market. They've been, they've been waiting on these numbers to come out because it's, there's massive plays for both for the long side and the short side, especially with short sellers. If this was going to come in at any level above that 7.2 uh, estimate from the Dow Jones, uh, then there was huge room for profits to be made on short selling. And that's where you get a lot of this pressure coming in. Uh, and then, so... Uh, we're going to dive into some discussion about this in a second, but before before we even talk a little bit further about this, I also just wanted to bring up this headline which you mentioned. Uh, BlackRock is now uh, is expecting to offer crypto trading. Now, why is this important? BlackRock is I think it's a ten point four, ten point six trillion like dollars in assets under manage, uh, under management. Absolutely massive uh, global cor uh, global industry. Really, not I wouldn't even call it a corporation. They are an institution in in and of themselves. They have more assets under management than probably the majority of the world's uh, smaller countries GDP. So that is that is incredible to, to say the least. But with that being said, uh, seeing these numbers, the 7.5, uh, the, these, this price action that's happening around it, how are you seeing that, Jeb? How are you, how are you seeing this reflected? Is this is, Do you think that this is going to be something that's just going to steal all the wind from the bullish momentum we've had? Or do you think this is going to be a blip and we're going to see a, bit, a correction? No, I, th I think that this is just going to be a blip and we're going to see Bitcoin continuing to rally. And by the way, thank you very much, Kelly. For any Anybody who doesn't know Kelly, by the way, Kelly has been working in cryptocurrency for like four years, pretty much every single day, kind of doing the whole 80 hours a week thing, like crypto, eat, drink, and then go to sleep kind of deal. He's been doing that for a multitude of years. He's been working with us for the last six or seven months, and he also works with our research. He works in production. He works right alongside Tim and myself. So if you guys don't know who Kelly is, you absolutely should. Make sure to go follow him on his Twitter, at Kelly Kellum, K-E-L-L-Y-K-E-L-L-A-M. You can run that lower third for him, Smay, if you want to. Guys, you should definitely listen to him. He's ridiculously smart, and he knows his stuff, and we're so very thankful that he's on the team. So that's why he's on the show every single day. So thank you very much for Kelly for that uh, comment and also for helping to put the show together every single day. He's the one that really does a lot of the back work, uh, back end work, putting these notes together. So thank you very much to him. Make sure you hit that like button for Kelly. But as far as that thank question, you. I don't think we're going to see this take the wind out of our sails. I think that this is something that's going to um, blow over. 
sorry, I had to do it. You know, where's the where's the laugh tracks, man? Come on. Come on. I know there's a Thank you. There we go. Thank you. That's all I wanted. I wanted to laugh. No, but for real. This isn't gonna blow the wind out of the What was that? Was that a donkey? What was Okay. <laughs> well, guys, this isn't gonna blow the wind out. This isn't gonna take the wind out of Bitcoin sales. And the reason is we already knew that inflation was this high. It's not like this is news. As he talked about it, we already knew it was gonna be 7.2%. It's a change of 0.3%. And that's a big deal when you're talking about $30 trillion in national debt and you're talking about an M2 money supply of what, $20 trillion or whatever the number is. We're talking about a ridiculous amount of money when 0.3% comes into play. The difference between 7.2% and 7.5% is huge. I don't want to downplay that, but what I do want you to understand is that inflation was already known. We already knew that inflation was going to be this big of a deal. We already knew when we printed more than half of the dollars that have ever been in existence in the last two years that we were going to see inflation. And by the way, I hate to break the news to you, but it's going to get worse. It is. And, you know, the funny thing is people are going to realize, wait a second, I cannot be safe in Bitcoin. Excuse me, I cannot be safe in the U.S. dollar even if I go and buy a house and I rent it out and I get an 8% return every single year and the price goes up 10% every single year. I'm barely breaking even on inflation. I have to go and get junk bond yields to get anything in the in the bond market. I have to go and find an index fund that'll bring me 10% a year just to tread water. So people are going to look for more lucrative assets that are outpacing that inflation. And there aren't many of them other than Bitcoin. So in the short term, this might be a bad thing for Bitcoin's price action. In the long term, this might actually be one of the biggest driving factors of people adopting Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. But Smay, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. In the short term, this might be driving people away from crypto. But in the long term, what is this inflation going to mean for adoption of digital assets? Um, well, I think it's going to lead to people looking for... Oh, dang it, I touched the mic. <laughs> you did it. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I have to say, I think this is going to lead to a lot of people looking for a way Ways to uh, invest in something that will help them hold their value into the future. Um, so ultimately, guys, this like I mean, it's very simple. This is going to lead to not only more people buying Bitcoin, but more people buying gold and other commodities and other things that can they're they're going to turn to any kind of way that they can uh, store their value into the future. And I think a lot of people as uh, Bitcoin becomes more uh, mainstream and people feel more comfortable with it and more institutions are adopting it, which makes it more trustworthy or whatever to the average guy. Uh, that I think it's going to be something that people are going to start to turn to Bitcoin more because of its ease of of being able to invest in and, and move around and have and hold instead of, you know, investing in something that's cumbersome, you know, so. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <clears throat> let me ask you this also, Sme, I'm sorry, Kelly, we've talked a lot about the inflation stuff now. You guys know that, hey, inflation is not actually going to necessarily drive people away from crypto. In the long run, it's actually going to drive people towards crypto. So we get that. But as far as the BlackRock news, starting expected to start uh, trading crypto, BlackRock, as of, Q, uh, as of Q2 2021, so this is about a year ago, they had $9.496 trillion in AUM. That's assets under management. If you look up countries ranked by GDP, they have more assets under management than only two nations. There are only two countries that have a larger GDP than they have assets under management. That is China and the United States. Japan, the third largest economy in the world. Germany, the fourth largest economy in the world. You combine their GDP and you still don't have as much money as they have under management. This is one of the most powerful organizations on the entire planet that you may not have ever heard of. So why is that? What, what does it mean for the average crypto investor and the retail investor that BlackRock, of all names, is jumping into crypto trading, Kelly? It's an incredible, incredible 
stamp of just legitimacy. Uh, there is also the, there's a quote in here as well from uh, 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 Zoo, uh, the co-founder of the hedge fund Three Arrows Capital, who actually argued. I, I have it on my screen here. If you want to show it, uh, Smay, uh, that BTC, Bitcoin, and Ethereum were the best options for investment this year, along with oil. Uh, while the S and P is an S and P 500 is a no go. He's saying right here, out of all the assets that are available in the world, that he, he that. Uh, this is a, a, an investment hedge fund manager that's associated with BlackRock. Uh, uh, is it BlackRock Investments or just BlackRock Capital? I think it's, I think it's just BlackRock. Just BlackRock. Uh, essentially, this is from these major, I'm talking about the cream of the crop, tip of the top of all of the you know, investment managers in the world are saying that Bitcoin and, uh, and Ethereum are among the best investments available. Uh, and the fact that they're now going to basically support that now and, 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 and uh, take that one step further by showing now we're actually going to also be offering uh, crypto trading uh, within their, you know, with under their purview is an incredible, incredible. It's just an, another one of those dominoes that we keep talking about. And here's the deal. None of us know how many dominoes it's going to be. It might be, it might be another four or five uh, major institutions and maybe a hundred smaller institutions. It probably is going to be a combination of, the, of both. But as, as these things continue to pick up the pace, and even right now when we're having this drop in the market from uh, the, the the news on the CPI data, uh, the truth is, at the end of the day, when, when we're looking at long-term, uh, like on-chain metrics that show long-term holders versus short-term holders, the, the, the floor has been held, the bottom has been held together by the strength of these long-term holders. So what's really going to be interesting to see is that the, as these markets sort of ebb and flow around uh, this next year, especially especially until, if we ever do, get the, this inflation under control, uh, but <laughs> what's going to happen with uh, Bitcoin, I think what I think the the idea of it being a hedge against inflation is going to start showing itself. It's going to start showing its true colors as these, the market is getting smaller. The participants are getting uh, smarter, not smaller. Uh, the participants are getting smarter. Even the younger coins are starting to not not trade in and out of, of these uh, weird sort of uh, indistinguishable price swings that really don't matter in the long run because people are going to be holding and that's what's going to start showing it being a hedge against inflation because the floor is going to get higher and higher and higher as the, as, as the market matures. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing you have to remember is that there are trend setters and there are trend followers. When you have a small investment bank that has, oh, I don't know, $500 billion in assets under management, that's how big this market is, by the way. $500 billion under management is kind of small. Um, those guys are not the trendsetters. Those guys are the trend followers. The people that are the trendsetters are the companies like, you know, a JP Morgan or, a, uh, you know, Morgan Stanley Dean Witter or a BlackRock in their industries. They set the trends that everyone follows. So if BlackRock, and we've also seen who was it? Fidelity that came out talking about Bitcoin. It, it, when we see these major companies stepping up and saying, no, Bitcoin's a good investment and we're putting our money where our mouth is because we're onboarding all of this, that's a big deal. Because a lot of the institutions and a lot of the retail in the invest in the traditional financial markets do not trust Bitcoin because they don't know what it is and they don't know what's going to happen if, say, okay, we put $100 billion worth of our assets into Bitcoin. What are our investors going to think? Is our stock price going to drop 15% because people see a $10 billion loss on the quarterly earnings call? We don't. They don't want that. So those institutions need to see that there are uh, trusted large players that are the trendsetters adopting Bitcoin. So that's exactly what they're doing. To wrap all this up into a nice, neat bow, because I like to pull all these stories together into one argument. 
Russia just basically adopt, just basically announced that Bitcoin uh, was going to be treated as a currency. So that was a big deal yesterday. We've also seen that BlackRock is now going to be bringing on crypto trading. We've also seen that CPI data came out, which shows the dire need for a stable asset like Bitcoin that has a stable inflation rate that is decreasing over time. All three of those stories, even though one of them, the CPI data, actually dropped the price, are very, very good for Bitcoin. We've talked about for the last, you know, four years that I've been running the channel that the fundamentals are getting stronger and stronger and stronger every single day. It's that simple. When the fundamentals get stronger, the price follows, but it might take time. I'm not saying that Bitcoin is going to moonshot tomorrow to all-time high just because we have some more bullish news. What I am saying is that as the fundamentals continue to improve, the price will be dragged along. Now, the price might, you know, be like a dog on a leash and might pull and pull and pull and say, no, actually, I want to go over here. I want to go over here. But no, no, no. The owner who's dragging, who's like, you know, walking that dog, they're the ones in charge of where that dog goes. That dog's going to follow. The price is going to follow the fundamentals because the fundamentals lead the price. The fundamentals are upstream of the price. The price is downstream of the fundamentals. Fundamentals drive the price. The fundamentals are getting better. With that said, guys, smash that like button if you're enjoying today's show. Let's see if we can get to 750 likes here in the next little while. And thank you very much to all of our CT2A alumni. Make sure to check it out. I will show you really quickly. There are dozens of videos over here in the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. We have our introductory segment here, a section here where we talk about support and resistance, how to read candlestick charts, how to read coin market cap, how to set up and use trading view. Then we talk about all the technical indicators, all the ones you're seeing us use every single day. Trend lines, Bollinger Bands, MACD, RSI, RSI divergence, fib retrace, moving averages. I talk about how to spot a winning indicator and pattern. And by the way, this is totally free. You can go watch this video without even signing up for CT2A. It's a free preview. Then we have a bunch of videos down here, a game of statistics and probabilities, how to plan and execute a profitable trade. That's a long video because there's a lot that goes into it. This is a very detailed course, and I'm very excited to show it all to you. In fact, we have a bunch of new videos down here as well. So make sure you go and check out these. Those videos are in CT2A as well. But let's go ahead and jump onto Super Chats, check in with the community, and we're only we're going to do one Super Chat. So let's go ahead and do it. Yeah, we only got one so far. This is from uh, Cheddar Roman uh, for a cool two bucks. Ooh, uh, he just said, guys, and we've got we've gotten this a number of times the last couple days. I'm not even sure if maybe he was the same one that did it yesterday, but uh, guys, get on Rumble. Love your shows. Uh, so yeah. Rumble is another one. It's uh, another one of the streaming mm-hmm. uh, yeah. things that we can we could set up on the multi-stream. Oh, uh, I cool. looked into it. It seems it seems interesting. It seems, it, I mean, it seems really new. Uh, it's on the uh, I think it's on the whole non-censorship wave. Uh, so I think it's really interesting to maybe look into. Yeah, no, it's definitely on the whole non-censorship wave. It's very interesting. I've had multiple people tell me that we should try that. So I don't I haven't personally ever used it. So I'm not very familiar with the platform, but it's definitely something to look into. Heck well, yeah. Yeah. here's the deal. You, uh, everybody that's watching this show for more than uh, I would say a week, you know that we're not opposed to change because we've been uh, changing yeah. and adapting <laughs> and growing a lot. I mean, I mean, even thinking about, you know, for those of you that don't know. Yeah, I've been in crypto for four or five years, but I also. So I was I was scrounging the internet trying to find any other like-minded people when uh, when I first got into crypto and Crypto Jeb was one of the first channels I came across years ago. It was apparently right after he started. So I've sort of been able to watch this show grow from you know, about a thousand, two thousand followers all the way now to when we're almost about two hundred twenty thousand followers and the dynamic growth of the show and now the team that he's put together. And I gotta I gotta give you know hands up to and. and uh, uh, praise and inspiration to you that you oh, that you've brought well, to so you. many people in this community not only online but even the team and the family we have here yeah. in studio is just incredible and all all our only goal is to bring the best information the the best way the most digestible way possible to you all so we can help you all as well and uh, we love you and we appreciate you being here so smash that like hit mm-hmm. that subscribe button and we're going to dive in here some technical analysis and do That's what awesome. we do well kelly in your words you are the cream of the crop the tip of the top my friend so <laughs> shout out to you my buddy you are the reason that this show has so much structure and planning behind it. So thank you very much. 
We're gonna stop before it gets so mushy and cushy. Oh my gosh! Oh, you're getting me feel. You're getting me in the feels. Okay, oh my technical God. analysis. Okay, technical analysis. Let's do it. Let's shake go ahead and look at shake it off. There's a song about that, you know. Let's go ahead and do some Bitcoin technical analysis. All right, shake it off. There we go, guys. What we're looking at right now is the potential for an inverse head and shoulders pattern. If we go ahead and take our horizontal line here, we can see that forty thousand dollars and even up to forty-two thousand dollars is a very, very critical level of support on Bitcoin. It's fun saying that that's support because it wasn't long ago that forty and forty-two thousand dollars was resistance. We have seen a pretty large resurgence in price action ever since the 23rd of January. Phenomenal. That's what we want to see. In fact, in that time, since the 23rd of January, Bitcoin has rallied 30% in 18 days. That's great. That is wonderful. And that is something that we want to see. However, two days ago, something happened. On Tuesday, we saw what's known as a spinning top. That's a long upper shadow, long lower shadow. And today we're actually seeing another spinning top form at the moment with a body in the middle. And then we have a long upper shadow, long lower shadow. That is very, very important because it could mean that Bitcoin is about to fall over. Now, I don't think that Bitcoin is going to end this rally. I think it actually has a lot of support beneath it, but it could mean that Bitcoin would pull back down here to come and test somewhere between 40 and $42,000. And if it does that, guess what, guys? It would be forming an inverse head and shoulders pattern with a shoulder line right here. And then if we just go ahead and draw a trend line to extrapolate what the price target is and then pull it out, that would sh that would show us going to $57,000. So if Bitcoin does actually pull back down to 40K here in the next couple of days and bounce, it's actually a good thing because it sets us up with a solid reason and argument that Bitcoin would be going to $57,000. Now, briefly, I want to run through some of the confirmations that I talked about a little over a week ago that would lead me to believe that we're in a strong uptrend. Number one, we need to be above $42,000 for a week. I've said this for a while now, a week to 10 days. We've been above it for four days. So I still have not seen the confirmation out of uh, Bitcoin in that area that I need to. And by the way, I said in several videos, I also want to see Bitcoin enthusiastically breaking these levels and enthusiastically doing these confirmations. Bitcoin right now is not enthusiastically breaking above 42K because it looks like it's about to go back and test it. So... If it does come back and test it, that's okay, but that would that would reset the clock on that uh, confirmation of mine. I need to see it stay above $42,000 for 7 to 10 days. If it comes back below $42,000, that timer, in my mind, resets. So that's the first one I'm looking at. Second one I'm looking at is Lux Algo. This one's probably not going to reset. This one is looking like it's just going to go ahead and confirm itself here in a couple days. Buy signal, it's confirmed because we have a green trend catcher and also because of Lux Oscillator, which we can see right down here being green. We have a confirmed buy signal on Bitcoin on the daily chart. Just for reference, the last time that we saw a confirmed buy signal was right here. This one is not a confirmed buy signal because it's actually just a, con a, a continuation of this one. So the last two confirmed buy signals we saw out of Lux Algo were here and here. So those buy signals on the daily chart are very powerful. And by the way, if you haven't gotten Lux Algo, you absolutely should. You can get it with the link in the description box down below. Use coupon code JEB, J-E-B-B, for 20% off at checkout. But going out to the three daily chart, there's another thing I want to see. This is not one of my confirmations, but it is part of it. I want to see a buy flash on Lux Algo on three day. Also, by the way, on the daily chart, I said that I want to see confirmation on Lux Algo for seven to 10 days. It has been bullish for six days. So this one is getting there, but it's not there yet. Then on the three daily chart, I want to see uh, MACD cross bullish, and I want to see it stay there for 7 to 10 days, and I want to see uh, Bitcoin's RSI be above this 14-day moving average for 7 to 10 days. That one has actually already been confirmed. It's been there for 10 days now. I know I'm reviewing. I know you guys have heard me say that several times. I, do, I probably do sound like a broken record, like, oh, look at these four confirmations. And you might also be thinking, Jeb, why are you making it so hard for Bitcoin to rally? I want it to be hard in our minds for Bitcoin to rally. You know why? Because I don't want you guys to go into a long during a bull trap. I don't want you guys to buy the market expecting it's going to go up over the next week, and then it just drops down to $33,000 because we didn't give it enough time. That's why I'm stressing these confirmations. That's why they're so very important. So it's really, really important that we pay attention to that. But some other technical analysis I want to show you is that in the long run, Bitcoin is actually just set 
and seemingly confirmed, but we haven't seen it yet, a higher low on the daily, three daily, weekly chart. We set lows back here around $30,000, and we actually are looking at lows right here around $34,000. So I'm very excited about that. We also obviously have higher highs sitting here in 2020. Well, 2021, we saw one set on April 15th and then one set back over here on November the 10th. November the 10th was a fantastic day. Love November the 10th because we hit that all-time high. It was a great day all around. What we see over the last year and, uh, and change is that Bitcoin is gradually trending to the upside. It almost looks like we're in a very long-term bull, uh, bull flag. And that, if we did do a simple price target, even a conservative one, that would give us a price target of $200,000. So I'm really excited about where Bitcoin is right now, guys. I just want to see Bitcoin play out this inverse head and shoulders pattern or start rallying. I want to see some more exuberance. I want to see... You know, I want to see Bitcoin break $2 trillion market cap. That's another level of resistance that's actually very important. And I want to see the, the demand come back in. Because right now, guys, people, uh, the, the supply of Bitcoin is very, very, very low. The supply of Bitcoin is at a record low as far as liquid supply. The number of people holding Bitcoin for more than 155 days, which is what's defined as long-term holding, is uh, uh, north of 80%. It's sitting in record territory. What we are seeing right now is that supply is very low, but demand has not come in to match that low supply. So the price is still sitting down here around 44k. But as we have more news stories such as CPI data coming in, such as BlackRock onboarding trading, such as, you know, uh, Russia potentially adopting crypto in a major way, all of these news stories. When all of that comes into play, the demand is going to come back. And as Bitcoin regains levels and it starts hitting 45, 46,000, 50,000, 55,000 dollars, the mainstream media is going to pick up on it and they're going to go crazy because they are going to want to see a positive news story that they can uh, well, at least an interesting news story that's going to get them clicks and the mainstream media is going to go absolutely nuts saying, oh, Bitcoin's going to 100K. Bitcoin's going to 200K. When the when the FOMO starts kicking in, that's when Bitcoin is really going to kick off. So, Kelly, I want to hear your take on this. I don't believe that we've hit that irreversible inflection point that's going to take us back to all-time high yet. There is still a solid opportunity for Bitcoin to go down to the mid-30s. However, what would it take in your mind to confirm that Bitcoin's going back to all-time high within the next three to six months? Well, I'm pulling up my crazy chart here uh, only because it has something marked out that I want to show here. And I've had this here for about, uh, I mean, all the way back here, I think I put it in around January 10th. And it's this box here that says the gates uh, gates to the start of a trend reversal. And notice how far we went down and how far we've come up. Uh, although this is a, a strong trend coming to the upside, this still hasn't even reached. Uh, I mean, if, if we zoom into it onto to a smaller time frame here, uh, pull that up. You look at this. We're tapping literally directly just against that gate. And what happens typically when we, when we you know, it's especially with Bitcoin and crypto, we'll tend to come up and we'll hit hit like key resistance levels and very rarely do we just go up and just blast through it like a lightsaber right typically we'll go up and we'll tap 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 and it's on both sides same thing happened when you look back all the way at the uh the the 2018 uh the start of the 2018 uh, bear market when it just came down and it was basically forming that massive descending triangle and it it, it tapped like how i don't even know how many times before it finally broke down to, to the 6k level in this case we're we're in a very unclear market right now and, and uh, Smey brought it up perfectly. We have all these uh, different, like in, very interesting and topical news stories that are directly related to the, the psychological uh, acceptance or fear or FOMO or greed in the market. All of it is very tumultuous right now. It's not clear. We have the CPI numbers today. We have the this false narrative that the because of the Super Bowl is coming up, we're having all these crypto ads coming. That the 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 younger the younger I don't want to say dumb money, but the younger younger coin. Uh, 
holders. They think that, oh, this means it's going to go to the moon. Well, you know what? We might have some sort of blip just like we're having right now with uh, we're having this sell the news sort of thing. So right now, what I what I think it would take to, to go uh, to, to get back to all time highs is to break those key levels. Uh, and if I zoom out here, uh, put it on a three day, uh, if I zoom out here, you can see I have all these marked out, which I've had marked out for so, quite some time as well. And we're, we're just literally just going between these levels. We got to break that 55, 45K level. We have to break the 48K level. Of course, just like John Madden would say, what we got to do is pass the ball down the field, mm -hmm. right? Well, what we have to do very easily, uh, and it, do it doesn't happen easily, is break the key levels. And not only break them, you don't just have a candlestick or a wick that goes past it. You need to have volume. You need to have confirmation with multiple signals. You need to have retests. Uh, and right now, all, all we've done, and it's not a bad thing, because it all starts, every every journey starts with a step, right? So all we've done right here is to not even take a step. We've started to move our leg to take a step. Uh, and if we get rejected at the level that we're at right now, it doesn't mean that the step is over. It just means that we're still waiting to build a little bit more of that momentum, a little bit more of that confidence to really start to uh, take that, take, get that full proper gate going to where, you know, I, I mean, like the gate of a step uh, to, to start building the momentum so we can have the authority and the confidence where we break that 52K level, which I think is the real start of, uh, I mean, the 68, the, the 45K level is the gate to the start of the trend reversal. The 52K level is is saying, okay, we're, we're going to make an honest attempt here. But until we break the 65K level and more specifically the 68K level, uh, we're still only ranging from January of last year 30 to 60k which is all we've done in a year yeah and the really good news guys is that bitcoin is already bouncing from this drop that we saw at 8 30 this morning in fact we set an inverse head and shoulders pattern in play like 10 minutes ago it's a very ugly inverse head and shoulders pattern but it's already playing out and it would push us all the way back up to 44 and a half thousand dollars which looks like that's what's happening right now and the other thing i want to i want you to keep in mind is that if we look back a year let's look back you know exactly 52 weeks if we look back 52 weeks bitcoin was pretty much trading at exactly where it is right now we are more or less at the exact same place that we were a year ago. That is actually a good sign because for a little while there, we were under, uh, we were down on a year over year perspective. We were down uh, from where Bitcoin was a year ago. We were sitting at a year over year loss, but now we've actually seen Bitcoin start to rally again. Even out here on the monthly chart, guys, we saw three months straight of red. We saw three months straight of red here. We saw uh, three months straight of red here. The last time we saw more than three months straight of red was back in 2018 moving into 2019. So it's very unlikely that we're going to see another monthly red candlestick on the February close. But also another thing, if we can see Bitcoin close its monthly chart candlestick, which has still got, you know, 18 days to do, if we can see that happen above $46,250, that's going to be great because that's going to put into play a, a bullish engulfing candlestick formation, just like we said over here in June and July. So I would love to see that happen. And also, guys, while we're out here, I just want to remind you, when in doubt, zoom out. If you're in doubt about what's going on the last hour on the price action chart of Bitcoin, I encourage you to zoom out and then look at where Bitcoin was 10 years ago. Let's just go back really quickly. Just entertain me here for a second. Let's go back 10 years ago. We're going to go back to uh, February of 2012. Let's see. Where is it? Right there. All right. Let's see how much Bitcoin has rallied in the last 10 years. Uh, 961,000%. Yeah, I actually so. did a tweet about that yesterday. You know, it was uh, on this day. It was yesterday. On this day uh, in February 2011, Bitcoin was one dollar. 
One dollar. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, you know, I also wanted to shout out something that uh, our, our, our good friend here, uh, Tim's TA, uh, if you follow him on Twitter, which is uh, TA Tim here in the studio. Uh, of course, he's not here with us yesterday. But yesterday he put out a great video where he was outlining one of the things that we I really think we need to see, which is the bullish divergence to set up to really illustrate uh, not only that that we bottomed, but to get that uh, that 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 true sort of uh, confidence and momentum to really pull us out of where we're at. And right now, I, I think a lot of us, Ooh. even though even though we've been pu- pushing up right now, uh, all of us in studio have been saying, okay, this is this is starting to get a little uncomfortable because we still feel like it's going to come down somewhere in the 36 to uh, 40k level to set up that bullish RSI divergence, so we can get that proper springboard to have the momentum we need to carry us through those levels. Yeah, well, here's the good news, guys. Right now, Bitcoin is rallying a lot. It's currently sitting above $45,000. Ever since 949, Ooh. it is up 3.5%, up $1,500. Take a look at this, guys. We have actually set a new local high above what we set here at 630 this morning, but we've actually not set a new local high above the high that we set back on February the 8th. So looking at the one-hourly chart, we can just get a little bit more perspective on what Bitcoin is doing right now. It has rallied all the way right back up to where we were sitting and we're currently trying to set a new local high the highest level that we've set in several months in fact we are higher right now other than where we were on february the 8th we're higher right now than we were going all the way back to january the 5th Part of the reason that's so important is because $45,000 was the support level that we were seeing Bitcoin bounce off of back in December, pretty much all through J- December and early January. So $45,000, as Kelly said, is the gateway to a major breakout and trend reversal. And with the exuberance that we're seeing right now on Bitcoin, I think a lot of people sold the news on the whole uh, the, the, the CPI data numbers, but then they probably stopped and realized, wait a second. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing because people are going to buy Bitcoin because they want to hedge their bets against inflation of the U.S. dollar. So we saw, and this is another reason why this is so important. We saw Bitcoin drop. It started this drop at $45,000 and it rallied all the way to $45,300. That shows that the bulls are stronger than the bears because the bears dropped us this far, but the bulls actually pushed us farther to the upside. So that's a really, really big deal. Smay, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Why do you think Bitcoin has rallied you know, $2,000 since this stream started? <clears throat> I have uh, the uh, a feeling, and I said this on the yesterday show, guys. Uh, Super Bowl, Super Bowls on Sunday, and guess what? People are expecting people are expecting a bunch of crypto ads to be run on the Super Bowl, and guess what? Super Bowl is one of the most viewed TV events in every year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, guys, look. I'm telling you, now that might seem like something that seems inconsequential to a financial market, but dude, people in Bitcoin trade on stuff like that. There's, there's, if there's going to be tons of ads, I think people are anticipating a pump and they're buying back in. This is why I said yesterday, there's a lot of, a lot of news, right? There's a lot of news. There's a lot of things that are, this is a very, like, there's a lot of murmurs and rumbling of what's going to happen here. And I think we're about to see this week, uh, a big movement, whether that be to the upside, uh, uh, I, I'm leaning that it's going to be a big movement to the upside, but it's possible that there's also going to be huge volatility to the downside. But I, my point is, I actually think what's going to happen is what we're going to see 
All right, I get it. I touched the mic, guys. Come on. <laughs> what I think, what I could see happening is that uh, people are going to buy up to the Super Bowl, and then it's going to pump, and then there's going to probably be a, a sell the news or sell the release type thing happening with uh, after the Super Bowl and the ads happen. People are going to sell to take their profits, and we might see a dip. But I think overall, the, the sentiment is just it, it's starting to get more and more and more and more bullish. So it's like it's at this point, you know, I'm actually guys. This is coming from the Turtle King himself. I think we're seeing sort of the tail end of uh, of this turtle market. I, I think, think we're, right. I think we're on our way out. So well, I, I've got something to say about that. If you could pull up my chart, I got side by side by side here uh, on my chart. I got side by side by side the U.S. dollar index, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, and the and Bitcoin. This is all on a one hour chart. And it's so as much as I agree with what you're saying, I think in terms of what's happening right now, uh, interestingly, the CPI data came out. The market's open now on the traditional markets, and you can see this did have a sell-off and now it's coming back basically back about to essentially where it opened at where this candle uh uh sorry uh the, the candle actually opened down here because of the drop but it is you can see it's shaking out and about but the dollar the dollar is actually coming down uh while the markets are going up and bitcoin's going up as well so this 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 move about right here i think is just ignorant sort of ignorant sort of sell off on a news that in all reality is not going to affect the long term. And there were some notes that, uh, that we put in from a, a, a guest contributor uh, that basically actually says, uh, which I actually, I wrote him an email about this because I couldn't believe this was the case. And then until I read into it, I was like, it, it is the case. When, when interest rates actually go up, we always think that it's going to drive down the stock prices and, 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 and so on and so forth. Well, we're, in reality, in the moment those reports come out, sure, we get a small sell-off, but then over the next two or three years, each time, the market is uh, like immensely higher than it was, uh, you know, even though these these increases were happening over a period of time. Now, that's not to say that it's a good thing, because I think I, I think Jeb would agree with me here, and a lot of uh, financial planners are, and, and analysts would agree with this. A lot of people have been calling for whenever this major market correction is going to come in the traditional market, and I don't mean like one like right now where we've had these dips, but like major, major sort of reckoning because our, mar our, our, our market, our traditional markets in the U S have been so far blown out of proportion high than they should be yeah, for the for last real. 10 years. Yep, so, they have. but all we can do right now is uh, play the charts and, uh, you know, I think we're going to have some upside. I think we are. No, guys, <laughs> we just I'm, need that downside first. Exactly. No, guys, I'm really, really excited. I do think that we're going to see a very bullish uh, move coming here into Super Bowl week. And by the way, in case you think that the Super Bowl is not that big of a deal with all the with all the crypto ads they're running, we're on, expecting somebody. 117 million viewers. Boom. Boom. That's a lot of people watching. Wait, we Crypto have, Jeb is expecting 117 well, million? Well, we're expecting oh, about 200 million. But the <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl, you know, they, they, they're trying to catch up. They're expecting about 117. No, but for real, we, there are 3,700 people watching this show right now. We have a decent impact in the cryptocurrency space. There will be 117 million people watching the Super Bowl. It, that is ridiculously large brand awareness, the likes of which we've never seen before. And I'm going to even add to that, guys. Because you guys, I get it. A lot of people say, well, I don't watch the Super Bowl. 
like you just said, 117 million people watch Super Bowl, and there's a millions of dollars of crypto companies putting their money into getting Super Bowl ads. And guess what's one of the best traditions of people who don't like sports when they go to a Super Bowl party? Watch the Super Bowl ads. Watch the Super Bowl commercials. That's a good point. It's yeah, a huge a good point. part of it. So it's not like people are going to skip the ads on this one. No, people are going the to ads. see the ads. My mom is watching only because of the ads. Every year, exactly. I don't watch the Super Bowl. I don't care about pro football. I like college football more. I watch the Super Bowl ads every year because they're freaking hilarious. That's why they charge $5 million an ad, or that's what it was four well, years ago. And so that's my point, is guys, it might seem inconsequential because sports has nothing to do with crypto and, and markets and stuff like that. Guys, just <laughs> don't matter. wait. Just wait. All it takes is a bunch of people in their couch, sipping a beer, watching football, <laughs> and next thing you know, it says, crypto.com will change your life. And then they're going to be like... I want to get yeah, rich. Yeah, I've heard of Bitcoin. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll buy some Bitcoin. Yeah. No, for real. I think this will I think I think it probably will be a buy the rumor sell the news event because it'll take a couple days for people to go and buy Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and talk to their uncle or talk to their, you know, their 13-year-old kid who knows all about Coinbase and and figure out how to get Coinbase set up or crypto.com set up. It'll probably take a couple days, but it probably will be a sell the news kind of event. But over the next 3 months, I think we will see the effects of that major influx of interest in that space. So guys, don't FOMO. But be excited because I do think the market's about to see a lot of bullishness. That's what we're seeing happen over the last, you know, hour. And I do think that's going to continue. So let's go ahead and jump into our community discussion. Can I say one last thing? You can. Um, If I'm wrong, guys, I will I will uh, um, do something embarrassing. Oh, if I'm wrong, uh, you guys can decide as long as it's not like too bad. Well, Smay, didn't you say that if we get to 1.3 K likes, you would change your name on Twitter to Smay Nakamoto? Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I mean, like, that's a positive development. That's true. Smakamoto. 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 Here's my thing, though. Guys, I'm like really, really confident on my prediction here. So it's like if, if I'm wrong, I will I will, you know, I will own up to me being wrong. But I am very confident in this prediction that there's going to be a little pump for the Super Bowl. I think you're absolutely right. Guys, before we jump into community super chats and everything, I actually want to go ahead and give a shout out to the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. Check it out on my screen. We've got almost 50 videos in here teaching you everything that you need to know about technical analysis. And by the way, if you haven't, if you took CT2A a while ago and you're like, okay, yeah, well, I've already taken that, there's a lot of new videos in here on TD Sequential and VPVR and historical analysis and, and you know, stock to flow ratio, the hash ribbons. We got dollar cost averaging videos in here, the 20 exponential moving average, one of my favorite technical indicators, uh, golden and death crosses. You guys always ask me about these intuition, market structure, bull and bear markets, mass psychology, all of this stuff. Make sure to check out CT2A with the link in the description box down below. But let's go ahead and jump into some super chats. Absolutely. Oh, I, 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 I caught myself. I made a vow to myself yesterday. I was not going to be using the word absolutely because oh. I, when I watched myself back just to grow, I was like, that that just is. Well, we've got a lot of ticks. Yeah. We've got at the end of the day and, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. So I All righty. So uh, first one we got is uh, from our illustriously wonderful and uh, ever present uh, Mike Markle. Hey, Mike. Uh, thank you for the super chat. And he said, shout out, Jeb. You are appreciated and loved, Aww, brother. Oh, thank you so much, Mike. You are appreciated and loved. Thank you so very much for your continued support. And then this was not a super chat, but I, I snapped it because I thought it was a, a, a good question just to highlight. Uh, and this is, I think his name is uh, Coach. Uh, Bitcoin should be a hedge against a hedge ver, uh, against inflation, but it drops with CPI. Why? Uh, I'll let you answer that one. FUD. People see that, oh, the the U.S. dollar is inflated 7.5% over the last 12 months. Oh, no, I'm going to freak out. I'm going to pull my money into the U.S. dollar because it's safer. That's literally what goes through people's heads. They're like, oh, my gosh, the U.S. dollar is, so, is, is getting inflated. I'm going to sell all my investments in the U.S. dollar so that I'm safer. 
Look, we all make mistakes, but that's a mistake. So here's the deal. Whenever you see high inflation numbers, you should be looking for places to hedge your bets. I know a lot of business owners, and about you know 12 months ago when this inflation stuff started going crazy, a lot of them started coming to me because I'm in crypto saying, Jeb, I'm trying to hedge myself against inflation. I'm trying to figure out where do I put my money so that inflation doesn't you know silently steal my money. Let me put it this way. 7.5% inflation, that's like put 100 grand under your bed, come back a year later, and then you've only got $93,500 left, or 92 $2,500 left. That's what inflation is. It's a silent tax. It steals from you without you without your money even having to be touched. That is another form of tax. We've already got massive taxes. We got income taxes. We got payroll taxes. We've got gas taxes. We've got all these taxes. The government's raising supposed like three or four trillion dollars a year, and they're still running a massive deficit. So what do they do? They print the they print the dollars so that they can so they can stimulate the economy and run a. 50% loss every single year and spend $7 trillion when they only bring in three and a half like they did in 2020. It is ridiculous. And the problem is, is that it is stealing money from you. That's why we care so much about this FinSov concept. Financial sovereignty means something to me. It matters to me. I'm not yelling at you guys. I'm passionate right now because I don't want you to have your money silently stolen from you in a way that you can't do anything about. But guess what? If your money is in the U.S. dollar, then you can't do anything about it. You have no option. You have no choice. Good luck trying to get uh, that inflation to come down through the democratic process and through voting. It's not going to happen. I wish it would, but that's just not going to happen. You have to elect enough people in Congress who are going to do something that pass a balanced budget amendment, that pass like a no inflation amendment. You have to do all this stuff. It's not going to happen. We have to find another asset, and there's only one. It's Bitcoin. There are some others. You could talk about Cardano and Ethereum and some of these others that have lo- that have limited supplies or deflationary tendencies. But at the end of the day, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is where you got to go, and if you're here, you're in the right place. Smay, uh, hop to my screen. I want to show something, and I want people to guess what this is. This, this image right here is the essential pattern to all news markets and what this is you guessed it it's the ekg of a heartbeat so this is very similar as you know people speculate up to the news it's just very similar to when elon musk went on uh, on saturday night live uh, and they, everybody thought the price was gonna go up and it was speculate and then nothing happens and honestly nothing happens so then because people's uh, hope got sort of dissipated or their 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 exuberance sort of popped by nothing really happening then the price sells off and everybody goes oh my god it's it's, it's over and then the price it goes back to its equilibrium and that's essentially it's all that's happening right now so you can go off my screen now so i'm gonna go we got a two or three more super chats uh and then we will get back into the show i love uh, how pe- people think i'm yelling whenever i get passionate i promise i'm not yelling at you he's guys excited i'm just excited and i'm and frankly i'm angry at the government but you know that wait wait, is what wait. It is. can you uh, uh this next one i want you to give the answer with a very bueller bueller voice bueller. so you're, you're you're gonna you're you know just very flat no bueller. inflection and, and speak very slowly and show okay. people the difference of why it's great to do it how you normally do it. Okay, I can do that. D- d- give your answer to this in, in your most uh, tone-boring voice possible. This is from uh, uh, Deverick. Uh, nice, five, cool five bucks from Deverick. And it says, what is your opinion of RSI versus stochastic RSI? Which do you like better or should they be used together? Well, the difference between RSI and stochastic RSI is that RSI is calculated with RS minus 14 over 100. I forget the exact calculation, but I'll look it up in the textbook. It's in the index if you go to page 378 and then stochastic rsi you take the rsi you combine it with stochastics which is another indicator the reason i prefer you see how boring that is yeah you got to get it up man yeah wouldn't it be so much more interesting if i just came in here and said guys guess what rsi is way way better in my opinion because more people use it i don't have anything against stochastic rsi i've just always used rsi so it's the one that i am much more 
familiar with. But uh, Kelly, I'm pretty sure you use Stoke RSI, don't you? I used to use it. I haven't used it in a while. No particular reason. It's just not in my lineup at the moment. I used, I, I, I kind of go back and forth because I use a market cipher quite a bit. And now I, I use a lot of uh, Lux Algo. And I like to I like to see how this they signal off each other, where one might be signaling something very in confluence with itself. But then another indicator, this you know, other indicator package, Lux, Lux Algo has so many robust different things you can use in it, which is why it's so wonderful. And I, I use them. But when I, when it, sometimes I like to look at stuff just plain, direct, traditional TA indicators like RSI, stochastics, stochastic RSI. Uh, and I, I, I even use some other uh, traditional things, but I like uh, the stochastic RSI because it, it's a, a little bit of a faster read than RSI, and it gives you a little bit of an idea on momentum. Uh, so you can kind of gauge momentum traditionally without having to use market cipher or, or those other things. But we have, we've got two more uh, very quick uh, uh, super chats, and we're going to jump right back in. Uh, so I'll, I'll do them in order so one of them can uh, parlay into uh, some more TA. Uh, from Piano Matty B in chat, shout out to him. Hey, uh, he said, "Has Kelly ever has Kelly ever considered a, a side hustle as a voice uh, as a voiceover actor? Great content and info as usual, guys. Well, I've never done voiceover, but I did. Uh, I did years ago. I feel like it was a different lifetime. Uh, years ago, I toured uh, for several years as a singer songwriter, and then I did some radio when I first moved to New York uh, on a men's talk radio show. Uh, but now." I try not to talk over other people. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, the last question is, and we'll jump in. Uh, this is from Leon the Dutch. He's uh, one of our hey, one of our one of our members here, and he's he's been watching for a long time. So, thank you for your continued support. He says, "Hi, Jeb and team. What is the next resistance? Uh, the next levels of resistance and support we need to break yeah. or hold?" Yeah, absolutely. So, what's, like, what's the one up and what's the one down? Right. Yeah, we can do that. So the one up right now is $45,500. So I'll show you on the chart. 45 to 46K, that's the level that Bitcoin was holding back here in uh, December and early January. This level, it is a zone more than a level. This zone right here is more of what we're looking at. I'll go ahead and just extrapolate this out. What we need to see is we need to see Bitcoin break through this with confidence, getting through this area. I think it will do that, but that's what we need to see. As far as support, we're actually looking at a zone right now down here between $40,000 and $42,000. So Bitcoin is really in this kind of decision zone right now. It needs to decide, okay, are we going to confidently break to the upside? If so, then we're probably going to be good, and we'll probably you know, get out of the woods and push up towards 52K, which would be our next level right there. But if we don't, we're going to come down and test forty dollars to $42,000. And I personally think that we would bounce there and we would rally. But you know, it is still in the cars to go down to thirty-five. I just don't think that's what's most likely. Cool beans. Well, do we have any other super chats, or can we move on to no, Ethereum? Let's, let's jump on into Ethereum. And then we got. Uh, we might. Ethereum, we might man. even have a, a minute or uh, time for an extra coin in that snapshot yeah. zone too. So let's let's do some Ethereum. Do some love there. Let's do uh, it. Is there any difference on their charts at all? Let's see what we uh, can find. A little bit. There's a little bit different on ETH chart. So let's go ahead and take a look at this, guys. Bitcoin and Ethereum obviously have been in downtrends ever since November the 10th. It was a great day. It was the day that Bitcoin and Ethereum hit all time high. And uh, after that, over the next 75 days, it was all downhill from there. We went down. 55% on ETH and on Bitcoin uh, for the next 75 days and change, we went down 52%. So major corrections, very much what you see happen during bull markets. You will see a, 50, a 40 to 50% correction during a bull market. That's not uncommon in crypto. Looking on the four hourly chart, we can see that Ethereum has gradually stair-stepped its way all the way back up towards 3,400. And just like how Bitcoin has a couple of zones of support and resistance above and below it, Ethereum has a zone of support and resistance right here between 3,400 and 3,600. That's constituted by highs that we set back here in early January and lows that we set back here in December. But we're also looking at a support zone that we can see right here in between, I would say, about $2,900 and $3,500. Uh, $3,500, uh, sorry. 
$3,050. We're looking at Ethereum being in a zone like this. The thing I will point out is that unlike Bitcoin, which is currently sitting you know, up towards the top of this little zone. Ethereum's actually sitting kind of towards the bottom of it. It's actually just barely getting into this zone. So Ethereum's lagging behind a little bit. And that actually shows, if you look at the market dominance, I'm pretty sure Bitcoin has gained some market dominance in the last couple of days. I could be wrong on that, but let me check. Uh, yeah, in, in general, over the last uh, three weeks, Bitcoin has gained market dominance from 39.4% all the way up to 41.5%. Whereas in the same time, Ethereum has gone from a, a 19% to 18.7%. So a little bit of money flowing into Bitcoin that makes sense. If you go back on the channel and you look at the video I did on something called the altcoin engine, it makes a lot of sense because Bitcoin is normally the market that rallies. And then when Bitcoin is going down, then the altcoin market will rally. And then when the altcoin market is going down, that's when Bitcoin will rally. And you see this kind of back and forth where one, the Bitcoin market is rallying or two, the Ethereum market is rallying. And they just pass the market. They pass the ball back and forth and back and forth. And it treats it like a relay race, it treats it like two pistons going up and down in an engine. So what we're seeing right now is that Ethereum's lagging a little bit behind. But as far as its confirmations that we talked about, just similar to Bitcoin, it has a confirmed buy signal on its Lux Algo, which by the way, if you don't have Lux Algo, you should get it. Links in the description box down below. We're above $3,050, which was one of the levels I wanted to see it get above. Frankly, I want to see it get above $3,400, but that's okay too. And if we look out to the three daily chart, we will see that it is bullish now. It is, cr is crossing bullish right now on the three daily chart MACD. And we're actually pushing up towards 50 above our trend, our uh, moving average here on the three daily chart RSI. So everything looks, everything's looking pretty good on Ethereum. I would say it's two or three days behind where Bitcoin is, but it is set up for bullish price action over the next month if Bitcoin is able to lead the way. Kelly, what are your thoughts on ETH? I'm just going to bring up uh, market cipher here because I want to I show something on the money flow. I'm here on the daily looking at Ethereum and as you can see here, this this uh, for those that may or may not be aware, the, this giant green or this green uh, a wave here is a, this is the money flow when the there's positive money flow money's uh, on the positive side and when money's coming out of the market this is uh, the red money flow is uh, negative money flow and if if you, I just want you to see this this arc here and then how this crosses over and let's just I'm going to put a, an ec, uh, uh, oh okay uh, vertical I was going to I was basically, I want to do that without showing you the price first but I could tell just from this money flow that money's coming out the price was probably also coming down as well and as you see the price came down and once it crossed that it really cascaded well we're right now setting up we haven't crossed yet but this this arc right here you can kind of predict at some point it, I mean it very well could go like this sideways but that's very uh, not very common this 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 general hump if you will is going like this for the most part. And so this is very likely to cross positive soon, and that's gonna be uh, very good for price action. But with that contention, the, the the momentum is already sort of rounding out here a bit. The VWAP's coming down quite sharply. So even though we have this bullish signal, uh, it doesn't mean this is one of the things you need to realize when you're when you're going through your technical analysis or fundamental analysis or any analysis for that matter. You're going to want to look for confluence of multiple signals and also make sure that no no other major signals uh, can completely contradict uh, the signal that you're trading on. Because if you're trading only on one signal, you might have three or four other signals within that that whether it be an indicator suite or just within your trading uh, 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 plan or strategies. You want to make all make sure those start to basically 
just tell the same, the, you want them to tell the same story. So then you can be confident in your trade or confident in your investment. Uh, and if it goes the other way, you, you know, you have your, your stop losses in place. And that's why it's great. Like with, uh, with Jeb here and with Tim and uh, with myself, we, we try to share as many of the upside targets and downside targets. Because although we are bullish as we can be, we still have to plan for the downside op- uh, options. Yep. We have to plan uh, whether it be stop losses or if somebody's in here, everybody is in here wanting to be bullish where we might have viewers on here that are only looking for shorts. Well, we got to have some targets for them too, right? So yeah. we got to make sure that you're planning your pathways. When you come to a, f- a fork in the road, take it. And what does that mean? You got to plan for your upside and your downside targets. Boom sauce, guys. Well, let's go ahead and move on now into some st- into some altcoins. We're going to look at Theta, but first we're going to going to we are going to go ahead and jump on over to Coin Market Cap. I can speak; it's almost my job, isn't it? Let's go ahead and take a look at Theta Network. Theta is a cryptocurrency that deals with uh, video, which is a really interesting project. They've got a lot of great strategic partnerships going on, worth about four billion dollars in market capitalization. Also worth about four dollars because it's got a billion Theta. That's always really helpful whenever there's a whole number that starts with one that just has a bunch of zeros behind it. So the market cap and the price lineup, that's always cool. So Theta has a billion in circulating supply. It's worth $4. And if we take a look over here as this price action, you're going to see something very interesting. Theta, we drew these support levels on Theta like a month ago, saying that $2.50 to $2.64 was going to be a big level of support. And that's exactly where Theta just bounced. It has come down to and bounced off of that level. And that's great. Super excited about that for anybody who is in Theta. Just like Ethereum and everything, it bounced around January the 24th. It's already rallied 74%. A lot of bullish pressure coming in there. And if we take a look at some of our uh, some of our technical analysis here, we can see that there's a buy signal on Lux Algo. You see, I'm doing the very similar technical analysis on all these altcoins because they're all following each other. So we just want to see how they all line up and compare against each other. Out on the three daily chart, bullish MACD cross coming in. Boom. Love it, guys. Sitting above the 14 interval RSI moving average on the three daily chart. That's bullish. Wonderful. Now it's going to be kind of hard for Theta to get a bullish Lux Algo buy, uh, buy signal because Trendcatcher sitting all the way up here at $5. We'd probably need to go about 10% above Trendcatcher to get Trendcatcher green. And to get the buy signal, we'll probably see that before. So what we're going to need to see, Theta needs to rally up here to about $4.5 to get a green buy signal. And then it's probably going to need to rally to about $5.5 to get Trendcatcher green. But from there, guys, if it goes up to $5.5, you could very well see a Theta uh, theta price moving all the way up here into its reversal zone up towards $9, $10, or even $11. So, Kelly, I want to hear your thoughts on Theta. I know you know. I think you know a little bit about the project. You've talked about it some. So, what's the project, and um, what are you thinking about its price right now? Well, it's a, it's a great project. They, they're definitely bet, uh, butting their heads up against a, a massive wall, and that is the incredibly large user base that YouTube has. Mm-hmm. You know, and so what they're aiming to do, it's different than Rumble, but in, in the same sort of context, they're trying to create uh, a decentralized streaming uh, uh, services, streaming platform, uh, or hosting, so so you can. Uh, not have this censorship sort of uh, that that you deal with on 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 YouTube. You know, even us talking about sometimes talking about uh, the the disease which may not be named. You know, it's silly that we can't talk about something in popular culture without worried about getting flagged. Uh, when all we're talking about is how it relates to the crypto market. You know, no opinions about one way or the other. And so when you have projects like Theta and, and Rumble and these other other uh, decentralized product uh, projects, essentially, it's incredibly uh, it's an incredibly 
incredibly wonderful notion, but my question is what, how long is that? How long is the investment uh, play going to be on that? Because there's no telling how long it's going to take for them to get a sizable, sizable, sizable market share. Uh, but in terms of a shorter term investing as, as, uh, the project ebbs and flows and news comes in and out, in, in and out, uh, I, I do think it is a good investment. Uh, but I like, again, do your diligence. And, and one of the, the tenants that I like to say to anybody, don't just try to look at all these projects and try to figure out it's specifically, unless you're an active trader that looks at all the information all the time, don't try to just buy something to flip something to make money, pick the coins and pick the projects that you have some sort of passionate interest in something that you really care about, because it's a lot easier to follow along with the project details. If you care about what, the, what the hell they're doing. Yeah. So that that's what I got to say about it. And I, I think it's going to be riding the wave along with the, the other altcoins that are within that sort of a market cap grouping. Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and move on here to Polkadot. Just had a logo update. If you didn't notice that, that happened a few weeks ago. They're currently sitting at $21 billion market capitalization. And jumping over to the chart, we're going to see that DOT is in a very interesting place right now. We have a long-term uptrending level of support that DOT has been respecting for the last couple of years. We have a touchback here going to November of 2020 and a touch right here in mid-July of 2021. We've also bounced there recently. And that has shown us that DOT was ready to have a pretty large bounce. It's bounced 38%. Not as large as Theta, but it has had a pretty decently sized bounce. Polkadot is a great project because it is the leader in layer zero interoperability protocols. Basically what that means and Polkadot is trying to tie together and stitch together all these different projects that work with different coding languages and are on different blockchains like Ethereum and Cardano and Avalanche and all this stuff. They're trying to pull all of that together into one um, almost internet of cryptocurrency. So it's a really interesting project. It's infrastructure at its core, which is what I love. I love investing in infrastructure. I love investing in infrastructure like Cardano and like Ethereum and like Bitcoin. These are all things that other things are built on top of. So I like investing in something that other things are built on, not so much the end product. I much rather would invest in, uh, you know, Walmart than in a candy bar that Walmart sells. I would much rather invest in um, a Cardano than a decentralized application on Cardano, because whenever you build a decentralized application on Cardano, Cardano gets some of that value. So you might as well just invest in the underlying infrastructure. That's kind of what Polkadot is. It's actually the underlying infrastructure to the underlying infrastructure. That's why it's so interesting. As far as the price is concerned, going to run through this very quickly. No buy signal on the three daily chart. There is a confirmed buy signal on the daily chart, but Polkadot is looking a little bit anemic. Going to be honest with you, the last four days, we're actually down 4%. That's not what we're seeing happen on projects like Bitcoin, where Bitcoin is currently sitting at a local high. In fact, we just turned, if we close this candlestick up here on Bitcoin, we'll be on a strong buy signal instead of a weak one. So Bitcoin's doing pretty well. But Polkadot, on the other hand, is struggling a little bit, namely because of the fact that we are seeing um, a lot of people you know, focused on other projects right now. There's a lot of people that are investing in other projects right now, and Polkadot's kind of getting left in the dust a little bit. That's why we saw it drop down to rank 11. If I remember correctly, on Tuesday, the last time I was here, it was up at rank 10, and Avalanche was ranked number 11, and they flipped each other. So there is a lot of exuberance going into Avalanche and not a lot going into Polkadot. I think part of the reason that might be happening is because Polkadot is the kind of cryptocurrency just to kind of sit back, develop their stuff, build their product, not make a bunch of waves, and then let the price follow the fundamentals, which is one of the reasons I like Polkadot, but it does mean that you might not see this explosion of rally like you will see on some of these other projects. Last but not least, we're going to go ahead and do a very brief look at AVAX, Avalanche. We're going to go ahead and take a look at that because it did jump over Polkadot. A lot of you guys are asking about Avalanche, up 35% in the last seven days. We're going to be brief here, but I do like this project and I want to show it to you. 
I know, so, I know they also, there's a huge headline that came out as well. And this is why it's good to go check a DeFi llama pretty regularly. They, uh, they eclipsed over 10 billion in total uh, TVL. Total oh, wow. Launch, I didn't know that. Which is a massive, massive uh, that's achievement. That's a huge amount of TVL. So yeah, guys, that's a really big development on Avalanche. And another big development on Avalanche is that in the last 19 days, we have seen it rally 70%. And it's approaching that level of $100 that I told you guys I want to see it get above. If I see Avalanche get above 100 bucks, I am going to probably buy some just because that would be confirmation that I would think we're going back to all-time high so long as the rest of the market allows. But let's go ahead and finish out with some super chats and uh, see what the community's saying. Absolutely. Oh, I almost said it again. You I caught it. it. Absolutely. So we have our favorite super chatter here, Shivang Goli, says, and this is a good question, and I'm going to show you two quick little things that will answer, and it says, when we know Bitcoin, and this is the interesting phrasing, when we know Bitcoin keeps going, uh, growing, uh, but every three years, it, uh, there's a huge drop historically. Why don't we just follow the same analogy to invest in the trend, uh, uh, the, the trend repeats? So the reason why I highlighted uh, this question, uh, the word no in that is because in all reality, we don't know what we can do is we can do historical, we can do historical analysis and see how many times things are happen, happening in the same sort of pattern, same sort of trend. And in this case, we tend to want, when we really want a good confirmation of something, we want more, like three or more times uh, to really predict that uh, and really harness that sort of knowledge. And in this case, we don't really have a lot of data to go on, especially because the market has changed so dramatically every, really about every three months that the entire fund fundamentals of the market have shift, uh, shifted, uh, sh- ship shifted. There's the words. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you get the pressure with these lights and your brain just doesn't work. So that being said, the, the uh, and Smay, you can hop to my chart real quick. I'm going to show you this, this right here. This is the CBBI. This is just an index of all kinds of different on, uh, on-chain metrics. And you see when this peaks here, this is indicating based on all the different metrics that, that, that they're in agreement that that's a market top. And we didn't get anywhere near that. And the, the last thing I'll show there is this is a thing, uh, uh, this is a tweet from uh, Blake, uh, and this is showing the 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 basically the the different bull cycles and bear markets and bull cycles and bear markets, and a lot of people are speculating that this is a longer basically extended market. The market is a lot bigger now. It takes a lot more energy to move it. It takes a lot more min- uh, energy to push it up and to bring it down. And so therefore, uh, this is just an extended market. This is just an extended sideways correction as we've had here on this cycle and here on this cycle. Uh, so that that's why you have to trend on the current data you have, not just only on historical trends. Compare the historical Mm -hmm. trend with the current data you have, and that's how you make the best calls there. And the last... A uh, wonderful super chat we have is from uh, Slice Daddy, which was such a good name. Uh, <laughs> God bless you guys. You make crypto so easy to understand. Aww. We really appreciate that. We we try to do our best not to just ramble on. That's again. the goal. So, That's what we want to do. We want to make it easy. Thank you guys so very much for that. Guys, Smay, I have a I have something I need to tell you. Somebody in chat just asked if you want to marry them. Um, what, what do you have to say to that? Goodness. You just got proposed to, dude. I, I got to be honest with you. I, I am, yes. Yes, I am on the market, but okay. you know I have to weigh my options. I can't just commit like that, you know. So, I'm sorry. Oof. Well, sorry, Philippe. He's off the mar- he's on the market, but he's not interested. I guess that is what it is. <laughs> he Sp- likes he likes to play coy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, guys, we got. Let's get. <laughs> what is that? Can you stop? Yeah. What is that? It's a kid crying, dude. Oh, I thought it was like that is so of, I, thought it, I thought it was one of those videos of the goats. <laughs> I was gonna say that sounds like one of those goats from YouTube right, Rewind right, 2013. I'm sorry, I won't Smay, what are your thoughts about 
Uh, everything that we've said, what are your closing thoughts here? Because we're going to wrap the stream out here in just a second. Closing thoughts. Closing guys. Thoughts. <clears throat> and gals. Well, and we, gals. And ga guys and gals. Well, it's more, I use it as a gender neutral term. That's true. Um, but guys, uh, or gals, These. or, oh, I need to stop saying that word. That's like my absolutely. <laughs> I need to stop saying it. Um, we hit 1,400 likes, and the goal was 13, so my Twitter name is officially changing to uh, Smay Nakamoto. Yay. Uh, that's uh, going to happen. And you're going to have to change uh, the lower third again. <laughs> yeah. Grief. All right. The next one is, uh, the next thing I want to say is that I'm very confident we're going to see a little Super Bowl pump, um, and I think I haven't decided on my punishment if I'm wrong yet, but I don't know. What are you guys? Do you have I any I think you should ideas? have to cut off that ponytail of yours. No, I, I won't do that. <laughs> okay. Somebody in chat said, that you should shave your head. Shave my head. I've done you, that before. You've done that before. I've, I've seen the I like, I like your luxurious locks. I know. I like Me your too. hair. You can't I, cut I almost off. think the reason I can't cut this is because I feel like my 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 uh, growth and maturity comes from my hair length. Yeah. Well, also- <laughs> The shorter you, my hair, the more goober I If you were to go bald with all these lights in here, you would just you would outshine <laughs> the sun, dude. <laughs> we can't have that. I, I think- I think I'll, what, Ooh. Because I'm thinking like, oh, what if I eat like a really hot pepper? But then it's oh like that would that would just completely derail the show. That would completely de derail the show. <laughs> yeah. This is not, <laughs> yeah, no, for no, real. no. Well, guys, let me know what you guys want me to do on Twitter at I guess soon to be Smay Nakamoto if it's not taken. Yeah, it's true. Um, uh, and there you go. That's Smay. my closing Smay. thoughts. Smay, one final thing. You're doing really great on your weight loss journey, dude. You look amazing. Oh, thank you so much. Thank yeah, you so much. yeah. I, I work out every morning. I get up at 4 a.m. to then uh, uh, I take an hour to read, and then I go to the gym, and then I come here. So that's, that's my awesome. routine. I actually, the one thing I am more proud of than my, and you know, I don't know this is off topic. The one thing I'm actually more proud of than my weight loss lately has actually been the fact that I've been pretty much without any social media or anything like that for the whole year so far, basically. Wow. And so I've already finished three books. So wow, dude. I'm like I'm like zooming through them, and I'm really excited because I feel like growth. I just feel so much better, guys. I'm gonna encourage. I'm saying this to you guys. I'm encouraging you guys. Read more books, and I mean. All kinds of books. I think there's this instinct that you, people only ever want to read like uh, self-help books or, you know, stuff like that. Productivity books. Those are great. And those are those are really helpful. But also throw in some like novels, stuff, like throw in some classic literature. It, it helps you just to be more sharp. It helps you to focus on something. And I'm, I guarantee you the the satisfaction you get from finishing a book is like 10 times better than like numb scrolling on on the little dopamine hits you get from you know That's scrolling so on 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 TikTok. So, I just want to say that, guys, go and read some books, guys. They're timeless. They've been around for thousands of years and you're there's a reason why they're great. Go read some books. Boom sauce, guys. Start with the Bitcoin standard, by the way. Yeah, start Bitcoin standard's an amazing book. Kelly, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap it out? Well, other than books not having been around for thousands of years, but maybe several hundred. Uh, uh, well, it is the, definitely the, thousands of years. The, the printing press came about. In the, oh, I'm not even talking about printed books, dude. The, oh, mental books. Okay. No, not even mental books. Like, you, can write, you can write stuff. a scroll. Oh, uh, you know what? I'm going to go like this. I'm going to take my hat off. I'm going to go like this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, no, any final thoughts? Uh, I just love being here with you guys. Uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure, you know, being on the camera. I'm, I have so he much. Really, he, like, for, he completely forgot that the Bible exists. He just yeah, yeah. He's like, the books have not been for thousands of years. The Bible. I watch, I watch too much Pawn Stars where they're talking about the, the actually print. I was thinking about the printing press. Oh. <laughs> 
yeah. Audio books have not been around for a thousand no, years. No, no, no. No, but uh, no, everybody just stay sharp. Like, uh, stay calm. The market's going to oscillate. No, have your entries do, uh, set it. Come back, see us every day. Hit that like button, hit subscribe. Yeah. And if, if you're interested, I'll be doing my weekly Twitter spaces tonight. Yeah. The last few have been growing <laughs> super huge. Uh, we got some really great on-chain analysts, Plan C, Jesse Olson, uh, Matthew Highland, uh, uh, on-chain college. I think, uh, I'm not sure if the Rational Roots joining tonight or not, but hop on there. We'll, I, be, we'll be on right after the close. Yeah, you, you, I'll be you, there. You're more than welcome. It's uh, yeah. free for anybody. Just uh, go to my Twitter and uh, and join up. It's a really good conversation. Uh, uh, yeah, but I just look forward to just being here every day with you guys. Boom sauce. Well, guys, thank you so very much for watching. Make sure to smash that like button and make sure to sign up for the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy if you haven't already. If you want to make the most of these pumps that are going on, and by the way, there's going to be more content coming out today about this pump. I know Bitcoin's pumping. We're not done. We're just going to end the live stream, but there's more content coming. Just watch it. Just follow our Twitter. We're going to be doing stuff. Follow in the YouTube channel. If you want to learn how to take advantage of these movements to the upside, you got to know how to read technical analysis. You have to understand how to read the price if you want to do anything with the price. That's what technical analysis is. So make sure to sign up for the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy with the link in the description box down below. We've got 5,000 happy students. You can type in CT2A into YouTube, into Google, and you can go and find all of the different Google reviews. We've got a ton of five-star reviews over there. Feel free to go and look at those. Make sure you sign up for CT2A if you haven't already. Before I go, though, guys, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching as always and i will see you guys in the next video peace oh i got a real good feeling got a real good feeling we hope you enjoyed listening to the coffee and crypto podcast tune in every day at 9 30 a.m eastern to watch live on youtube follow us on our social media accounts at crypto jeb and lastly we want to thank you for supporting us here at mcfee media